This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is our number two on this here radio show and uh, podcast, by the way. It's a podcast. Yeah, I know. It's a podcast. Uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen for the podcast and you can share it with others. It has all the uh, comedy and whatnot, all of the interviews and, uh, and of course, um, uh, observations about uh, all the stuff that's going on in the world. And right now, you know, it looks, uh, it looks pretty crappy because there are a lot of people in charge, a very deep swamp in charge of the country, and that very deep swamp just decided to use your money to bail out two banks that uh, fell apart. Fell apart. SVB, and there's another one. that was the second largest bank collapse in the country's history, and the third one was actually a Signature Bank. It didn't happen over the weekend. So the second and third largest bank collapse in U.S. history happened over the weekend. Where are the news stories on it? Where are the news stories on it? Joe Biden said he wasn't going to bail out the banks. He's bailing out those banks. The FDIC is coming into all of these banks and taking them over. That's it. That means a government takeover of banks. This is what Donald. This is what uh, Joe Biden wanted to do. That's why they nominated Saul Amarova as the comptroller of the currency two years ago. Everything, everything on their mind, you can tell by the people that they nominate. They just try to nominate a radical leftist censorship moron for the FCC, and she backed out. So they're trying to cut down, shut down communication, and then they're shutting down banks, or at least precipitating bank failures, so the government can sweep in. I know it sounds very conspiratorial, but these are the same people who lied to you about Hunter Biden's laptop, and the Wuhan virus origin, and the Trump-Russia collusion, and the southern border, and uh, you know the, the vaccine, and school closings, and masks, and where the virus came from. But you could trust them on this, right? No, you can't. You can't. They lied about January the 6th. They lied. They covered up 44,000 hours of video. They gave it to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson used the story for about a day and then was shut down. And we haven't heard anything about it. The biggest story of the year for Fox News. None of the other anchors really carried it. Only Tucker Carlson. And then on Tuesday of last week, one week ago today, story completely disappeared. No mention of it at all last night. So what I need you to do, Tucker, is tell us, did you not find anything else? Did you not find anything else in that 44,000 hours of video that you, you uh, uh, shot the wad on Monday with all of you, the, the discoveries you got? Is that it? Or did somebody shut you down? Huh. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. You know what else is interesting? Today on Newsmax at 3 o'clock Eastern, Donald Trump's got a speech, a rally in, uh, in Iowa. I'm going to be watching it because he said some really good stuff over the weekend in Iowa that I'm going to share here very shortly. But DirecTV got rid of Newsmax and OAN, the two networks that reliably carry Trump rallies. OAN carried Trump rally uh, last this weekend. Newsmax is covering the one today. Fox News just carried the CPAC speech on, on, its, on its website. 
And right now, the only conservative network standing on DirecTV is Fox News, and Fox News is going left. So what do you want to do? Well, I, first of all, I would uh, consider watching the Newsmax today and then just making Newsmax your de facto channel because uh, you're not going to get the crap like you're getting on Fox. And then this is the latest example of it. And by the way, Fox is completely down with uh, uh, defeating Donald Trump in 2024. They're going to do everything they can to ignore him or wreck him because he's not their candidate. Rupert Murdoch, uh, Paul Ryan on the board of directors, please, please. Ronna McDaniel still in charge of the Republican Party, even though 85% of voters said they didn't want her in there anymore. Tell me what that adds up to. It adds up to a bunch of people who are going to continue to try to destroy Donald Trump. And now the uh, Republicans are openly hostile to Donald Trump, which means I'm voting for Donald Trump. You know, because he hasn't lied to me. He's a liar. No, he's not. You're a liar. You're full of crap. He lost a billion dollars while, while he was the president of the United States. Joe Biden, oh, we just find out, 2016, he got like $3 million, $3 million from the Chinese Communist Party. Jim Comer said that. And the, the feces is about to hit the fan on that, too, by the way. About to hit the fan. Here's Steve Bannon. I love Steve Bannon. Uh, you know, he could shave every once in a while. He looks usually pretty homeless on his, uh, on his broadcast. He did clean up well for CPAC, by the way. I guess he kind of looks like me in my studio in the morning someday. Here he is talking about, uh, about what's happening in this country with regard to bank bailouts and bank takeovers by the government. And I will play it. Here we go. And now. Uh, Ackman has already said that the government's got to step in here and actually do a bailout. Your taxpayer dollars to bail out the elites in Silicon Valley who don't give a crap about you who deplatform you, who look down their nose at you, who laugh at you when they're making all their stock options and all their warrants, everything kicks in. Your betters, your betters, all these all these arrogant, yep. uh, you know, digital nomads, yep. right, that just sit there and mock and ridicule everything you stand for. Well, now they ain't mocking and ridiculing. They're going to come to the deplorables like they always do, like they did back in 2008. And here's the thing. you're gonna ha- They're going to have to prove the case of the contagion that's just going to spread or if it's just not systemic in the fact that these banks and these financial institutions have not been properly managed. Yeah. It looks like First Republic Bank people are talking about it already. I think the stock down 60%. Also, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ackman has already said that the government's got to step in here and actually do a bailout. Your ta- yeah, and that's what's happening. And it isn't a bailout. It's a takeover. It's a government takeover. Barney Frank, uh, he co-authored the Dodd-Frank uh, Act to tighten banking regulations in 2008, the financial crisis. He's under fire because he's in uh, his role in the latest U.S. banking disaster. Here's a guy who, who literally, I mean, in, in, uh, in the uh, 2008, literally paid, took our tax money and uh, did a $550 billion bailout for banks, a crisis that was caused by the subprime lending debacle that was uh, sponsored by the U.S. government, Five. $150 billion, and here we are 15 years later, and he's on the board of a bank that goes belly up over the weekend. Unbelievable. 82-year-old Democrat on the board of directors at Signature Bank, a New York lender that was shut down by state regulators over the weekend, becoming the industry's third major casualty since SVB Bank was abruptly shuttered on Friday and the crypto-focused Silvergate Capital shut down a week early. 
And I would venture to say there are people pulling the strings behind the scenes to collapse these banks so the FDIC can ride in and uh, take over the customers' accounts and insure them to whatever amount of money they have, particularly with regard to Silicon Valley, because all of those people, all of those depositors vote Democrat, and they want to make sure that their coffers are completely full so they have money to give to the Democrat Party when they're running for office. Don't even doubt me on this. Don't even doubt me on this. But, you know, ESG Bank was really a good bank. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, they had an outstanding ESG rating, which means that they were very green. But no chief risk operator. SVP hired a woke board obsessed with diversity, invested $5 billion for a healthier planet, and held a nationwide month-long pride celebration, but failed to spot glaring problems with the investments. This is it, yeah. Executives at SVP focused on woke initiatives to increase diversity among its ranks and invest in startups promoting a healthier planet, but failed to spot its glaring problems with investments as interest rates rose. So they were focusing on neat stuff like this. Now, I'm going to ask you this. If you've got, I don't know, your uh, retirement savings in a bank account, probably not a good idea. But if you had a good substantial amount of money into in a bank and uh, it went belly up because of stupid ESG nonsense and uh, and this uh, uh, equity inclusion nonsense as well, would you care? Would you really give a crap if your bank was doing this? This is actually a video from SVB Bank. I love access to innovation because of what it stands for. Giving access to opportunities such as training, such as financing, introductions that people would not necessarily get. This is part of a initiative that everyone is committed to from the CEO down. It's meaningful work that has to be done. My name is Beatriz Acevedo. I'm Dave Salvan, and I'm happy to be a part of Access Innovation. Yes, because they are black, black and Latinx. Yeah, the the uh, the board uh, at this stupid bank they use the expression Latinx, which Latinos and Latinas absolutely hate because it's woke nonsense. But SVB in its uh, it said in its 2022 ESG reports that the bank strives to create a more just, equitable, sustainable world. Among the initiatives included in the report are a commitment to providing at least five billion dollars by 2027 in loans, investments, and other fin- financing to support clients' sustainability business, which will do a face plant. By the way, the windmill industry is going bankrupt. They're too expensive to maintain. They don't produce enough juice. They're a joke. SVP's Sustainable Finance Commitment aims to support companies that are working to decarbonize the energy and infrastructure industries and hasten the transition to a sustainable, low-carbon, net-zero emissions economy. I would recommend to uh, Democrats the best way to uh, get to net-zero is to stop breathing. It's just it's one of those things because that's carbon. I'm just offering a suggestion to Capitol Hill Democrats. If you want to save the planet, stop breathing right away. It also notes the bank implemented a diverse candidate slate for U.S. leadership roles and introduced its very first six employee research groups for Asian, black, Hispanic, LGBTQ, veteran, military, and female employees. And all of that means precisely D-word for Richard when you just lost all your money. It introduced measurable diversity goals for its senior leadership positions to strengthen the hiring and talent development initiatives. This is faculty lounge gobbledygook. And when they use this kind of language, they're distracting from the giant turd that they are making in the banking industry.
So uh, strengthen hiring and tech talent development initiatives meant to create paths to professional advancement, especially for women, black, African-American, and Hispanic Latinx individuals. Our long history of serving this sector has enabled us to seize opportunities to build a better world. And this report highlights our efforts, progress, and commitment to transparency and accountability. Well, they weren't too uh, transparent about how bad, in what bad financial straits they were in. And everybody knew about it. Uh, Even earlier this year, starting in January, they knew the thing was going to collapse. By the time the uh, bank collapsed Friday, SVB's board included one black, one LGBTQ plus member and two veterans. Among those were Phil Cox, who sits on the governing board for Next Gen Cyber Talent, a nonprofit that provides a platform to increase diversity and inclusion in cybersecurity sector, according to his online profile. And all of that means nothing when you give someone your money to manage. Who gives a damn? I'm going to tell you this. We're going to go to your calls in a second. Fran, you hold on. John, you hold on. You guys will be next, okay? If your bank, if your potential place of employment, if your alma mater, if a prospective school that you're considering sending your kid to supports ESG or the DEI inclusion nonsense, go in the other direction. I did that with my alma mater, Northwest Missouri State, where most of the broadcast instructors now have their pronouns on their page. I have no interest in being part of that institution anymore. And if your bank is spewing this nonsense, move your money. And if your retirement account is spewing this nonsense, move your money. And if your alma mater is, and if the place your kid is considering going to school is, send them somewhere else. Because it is a recipe for disaster. Let's take a break, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's a headline that I sat on from uh, last week. Americans feeling gloomier about their finances. Just 31% believe their situation will improve over the next year. The lowest figure since 2010. Yeah, this is a, a Fannie Mae survey. Shows a growing unease about financial outlook. 31% believe their finances will improve over the next year. Concerns about potential job losses are rising amid economic uncertainty. But the people who had uh, deposits at SVB Bank who reliably vote Democrat are perfectly doing fine. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I'm going to give you some news that will make your head explode coming up here. It looks like, and CBS News concurs that uh, Anthony Fauci sent tens of millions of dollars directly to the Wuhan lab, and they even double-billed us. Yeah, I know. Isn't that nice? I mean, I mean, we're usually, if you're going to get screwed this bad, you get taken out to dinner, a bottle of wine, nice dinner, you know, you, you, maybe some dancing or whatever, you know, then some sort of protection, uh, you know, once you get back. And then, but no, 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 we got screwed completely. Yeah, yeah, it looks like uh, it's continuing. It's continuing. Unbelievable. Uh, let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Hey, great uh 
Jim Gossett, man, I love that on the road. Boy, <laughs> no, that wonderful. <laughs> yes. And uh, man, Trump, number one on the charts, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy uh, that the, the January 6th, uh, Donald Trump reading the Pledge of Allegiance and the January 6th protesters singing the national anthem every night that they do at nine o'clock in their hour of need in their three years going on three years of of bondage of uh, of denial of their trials singing number one on iTunes beating Miley Cyrus. Do you hear that, Democrats? That is a train a coming and it's going to knock you on your ass. Uh, go ahead and continue your thoughts there, Buster. Oh, real quick, while you said, you know, I had to cut loose a couple friends. They really upset me because they thought that those people, they were saying they belonged in jail. Man, I cut them guys loose. Democrats. I don't need people like that. You know, now the truth is coming out. But anyway, what what I'm asking you, Rob, is, okay, I come up with a lot of this on my own. I'm not a computer guy. I think things out. Listen to a lot of stations, you, Glenn, Fack, all kinds of guys. But my point, my question is, I'm thinking a lot of this has to do with modern monetary theory, which is the printing of money, no backing, fiat money, monopoly money. Now, you hit on it real quick. I heard you say something. I wish you'd elaborate. I got the same feeling that what might be happening is the banks... And I'm bringing the Fed in on this because they're responsible, too. Is it possible they are trying to get back the, all that money they foolishly lent out and put out in the market in loans? No. Can you elaborate No, on they don't even care. They don't care about that. They, they don't care. That was a payoff. That was a shakedown. Buster, they don't give a crap about the fraud associated with, uh, with uh, COVID and, uh, and, and PPP. and what. They don't give a crap about it. The only way that they'll possibly give a crap about it is uh, if small businesses got PPP, then the government might attempt to go after them with their 85,000 new IRS agents. But this uh, COVID relief was a giant, massive payoff to the political donor class of the Democrat Party. So that's, I think you're not, you're not on the mark on this one i don't think you're on the mark on this one but i do believe this this is an attempt to take over the bank's banking sector the banking industry as 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 i said they tried to do that when saul amarova was a candidate to be the the controller of the com the currency and she wanted to put the uh, private banks out of business so i appreciate your phone call gotta go to john in parkville john welcome to the show what's your thoughts my friend Okay, let's go to Fran. Fran in Ellicott City. Fran, go ahead. Okay, what I'm calling about are the tapes with Tucker. Yes. I want you to know Tucker is my favorite person on Fox yeah. News. Yeah. And I cut out watching. I used to have it on all day. I cut it down to two shows, Tucker and Laura, after what they pulled on that uh, debate with Trump back in 16. Yep. Now, the conservatives have built up that Fox network. It's time for all of the conservatives to take and send emails into Fox. Since they're censoring the truth that we're not going to watch Fox anymore. We're going to go back to Newsmax, which is what I have been doing. Fran, I appreciate your phone call. And, you know, here's the thing. uh, Chris Ruddy, the owner of Newsmax, doesn't tell me what I can say and what I can't say. And, and I do a show that is a, a, a computer, it is a commentary show and a comedy show. But I do cover 
the news from my perspective. And I've never been told you got to stay away from this, you got to stay away from that. What happened at Tuck, Tucker Carlson's show? I don't give a crap. I think it's on Fox. You make the biggest story in Fox history on Monday and forget it ever happened the rest of the week and today and yesterday. Somebody's being played. Somebody's shut down. Release the footage so we can all see it. This is the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. We have a special guest, Dr. Derek Maltz Sr. He is a former director of special ops of the DEA. Here he is a year ago on Dr. Phil's show. And as the former director of the DEA Special Ops. You've been keeping really close eyes on this crisis since you retired in 2014, correct? Yes, sir, Dr. Phil. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And the families around America appreciate it as well because we need to spread the awareness. Too many people are mistaking this for an opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. This is a mass poisoning, killing our kids at record levels. And by the way, Dr. Phil, I'd like to say, it's not a red or a blue issue. It's a red, white, and blue issue. And all Americans should care about the kids that are dying. Now, I said months and months ago, last year, maybe the year before, that this was a poisoning. This was a poisoning. You don't disguise a, a drug as a popular uh, uh, prescription med and, and, and embed the deadly poison in it unless you're planning on murdering people. That is China. China is doing this, and they're doing it through the cartels in Mexico, and they're making the death of a loved one of yours really, really cheap. Derek Maltz joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello and welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you on. Rob, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I was looking at your uh, Twitter feed, and uh, one of the things that I thought was uh, pretty remarkable is the cost of uh, one of these pills that could kill your child. Uh, how much does a, a fentanyl pill, a, a one disguised as something else, what's, what's the going rate? Is it 20 bucks, 30 bucks? How much is it there, uh, Derek Maltz? Well, in America, it's, it can go for 10 bucks, 20, 30, 40, but in the Indian reservation in Montana, it's like $140. But here's the point, Rob. It only costs less than 15 cents to make in Mexico. Uh, yep. And then the wholesale is like in Los Angeles last week, they still seized a million pills. During the undercover operation, they were buying the fentanyl for 75 cents a pill. So do the math, and you can see how this is a multi-billion dollar industry just from selling poisonous deadly pills that are killing our kids at hysteric levels 
You were at the uh, DEA, the Director of Special Operations. Make some sense of this for me, because well, why have we not seen PSAs? Why don't we see war on drugs? Why don't we see this is your brain on drugs? Why isn't the federal government screaming from the rooftop that 108,000 people died of uh, drug overdoses last year? 70-plus percent of them are, are uh, people who uh, OD'd on fentanyl, and most of those are kids. Most of those, the largest, the fastest-growing number of uh, people who are dying from overdoses are 14 and younger. Explain to me why this is happening. Okay, several things. Number one, I testified on March 1st. Go watch the video on how I went off on Congress about the history of this evolution of the Chinese selling and embalming our country with synthetic drugs. It started over 10 years ago with K2 spice and bath salts coming from the labs yes. in China. Then they went yes. to fentanyl around 2012. That continued for many years. And then they transferred uh, the business to the cartels with the chemicals down into Mexico where they're producing these, these deadly drugs. But the reason is, Rob, it's real simple. Because this administration is very soft on crime. They don't want to talk about China. They don't want to talk about the cartels because this administration has created a wide-open, porous border, and the cartels are taking advantage of it. But unfortunately, the kids are dying at record levels. I'm going to tell you, I know more families who have been impacted by the death of someone because of a fentanyl overdose than I do uh, people who died of COVID exclusively. I don't know anybody who died of COVID exclusively. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, and I mean, I know hundreds and hundreds and, and thousands of people potentially. I don't know anybody who died of COVID, but I know some families who've lost someone to a fentanyl OD. Um, right. How big is this? How big is it going to get? And how do we stop this? Because our government is apparently down with China and the cartels making a bleep ton of money while China literally murders people. Well, a lot of questions, but let me try to address this. Number one, I deal with thousands of families around America supporting all these nonprofit groups. They're working like an army of families to get messages out because the White House is asleep. Department of Education, forget about them, non-existent. And the CDC can't even produce accurate statistics. When I was testifying, I called out the White House and asked them to get a, an awareness campaign with the PSAs, with professional athletes, role models, celebrities, social media influencers to get to the kids. The kids are not watching mainstream media, cable news. No. They're not listening no. to podcasts. We've got to get to them. But unfortunately, they're not identifying even the issue as a crisis. Meanwhile, it's going to get worse because the production labs, it's off the charts in Mexico. That's why we're seeing so many seizures at the border and in America. But really, Rob, at this point, if you had a massive leak in your house and the plumber came over, he would shut down the main valve right away. Then you deal with the leak. But guess what? We have a massive flood in America of deadly pills, and they need to be shut down in Mexico. So if we need to use the U.S. military, yes. stop saying they're not terrorists. Because guess what? There's never been a terrorist organization in the history of the country killing this many kids. So it's time to shut down the production labs in Mexico. Derek, I, I had mentioned this uh, uh, months ago. I said that we need to send in special forces. We need to paint targets. We need to drone strike. We need to uh, uh, serve uh, air, uh, air to ground missiles. We need to do whatever it takes uh, to take out not only the manufacturing plants, but also the, the assets of the drug lords. And I would also venture to say uh, corrupt uh, government agencies, uh, if not paint and explode, uh, uh, work with uh, Mexican authorities. 
authorities to shut them down. Also, I would tell Mexico, no travel, no trade until you shut down the border. We give you one week to get this figured out. What do you think? Well, great ideas, but here's the thing. Number one, Hanero Garcia Luna convicted in federal court this past month, working with Sinaloa Cartel, taking millions of dollars in bribes, and he's not the only one. We also arrested the secretary, the former secretary of defense, uh, who was running the army in Mexico for getting involved with the cartels. But here's the thing. We have to understand that right now AMLO, he just lied last week and said they don't manufacture fentanyl in Mexico. Meanwhile... He, he didn't even remember in February he had a press conference announcing the largest ever fentanyl lab seizure in Mexico. So here's the message to America. We can never rely on the corrupt, soft on crime leaders in Mexico to save American kids. We have to save them ourselves. And if it means going down there and taking the kind of action that we spoke about, what is more important than protecting our future generation? That's what I'd like to know. It's absolutely right. And um, uh, let me ask you this. Why is China in it? I mean, you know, we know that the Mexican cartels are making money hand over fist. We know that China is sending. Uh, Tell me, why is China doing this? Are they are they just attempting like they did with uh, covid to uh, to injure America, to take America down? I believe that's why covid. Go ahead. So basically, they have an unrestricted warfare. They're going to use all tools in the toolbox to destabilize uh, and undercut their adversary. U.S. is a big adversary, but they know America is very soft right now. They saw what happened in Afghanistan. So yes. they're going to use the chemicals that are made in labs in China, and they're going to bomb the country. Instead of bombing us with B-52s and putting military on the ground, they're going to kill our kids. Who's going to be the future leaders in America if we're losing 100000 a year? This has been going on a long time, and they're very smart. And by the way, Rob, one thing yes. that no one's talking about and I deal with this every day. The Chinese kids that are here on visas are picking up millions of dollars every week, every day from the cartels. They're laundering all the cartel money, and the Chinese businessmen are taking the cash in America, buying property, real estate, land. And that's why you've heard recently about the U.S. national security apparatus is concerned that the Chinese are buying property near our military bases. They're doing this. A lot of these transactions are in cash. Because they, don't, they can't export cash out of China. There's limitations, 50 grand a year or whatever it is. Mm. The point is it's, it's not just a drug crisis. It's certainly not just an opioid crisis. Right now, if you want to go buy xylazine, which is a horse tranquilizer that's, that's eating people up from the inside and out, causing amputations and all kinds of stuff, that's yes. being mixed in fentanyl all throughout the country. They can, you can buy it online now, Chinese websites, $1 to $10 a kilogram, and then they mix it in the poisonous fentanyl, and they create the pills now in our backyard here. So it's madness. It's about the money for the Mexicans. It's about the money for the criminals in America. But the Chinese, much more nefarious reasons, and the unrestricted warfare is coming and it's continuing. Now they're putting out uh, adenitazine, nitazine, isonitazine, which are much more potent than fentanyl, and that's being produced in these Chinese Wuhan-style labs. Just where the COVID came from. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Biological warfare, but yet America is not telling the public the truth. 
I tell you, uh, when, when, when that Chinese spy balloon flew over the country, I remember I, I saw it a few months ago, and I my blood ran cold. It did. I stopped, and I went, oh, my God. And it made me realize, uh, first of all, I, I was worried about electromagnetic pulse, which is one of the ways I think that our enemies will go after us to shut down everything. You think your, little, your cell phone uh, will save your life, and you'll be able to communicate. It, it'll, be, it'll be worthless, 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 worthless as Confederate currency if that sort of thing happens. But I said, I said, this isn't the beginning of something. This is the end of something. China, by flying that balloon over, is showing the rest of the world they're winning. They're way ahead. World War III began a long time ago. What do you think about that, Derek? 100%. You're right on point. It's a different war. They're using technology. They're using actual chemicals. This is not what we're used to. That's why even our, our Congress, like, they're reluctant to call the cartels terrorists because it doesn't fit in the 1920 definition that State Department came up with what a terrorist organization is. Well, this is a terrorist in the year 2023. We have people disappearing in Mexico because they dump them in acid. They chop off heads. They dismember bodies. It's the most ruthless, violent people in the world. And they're right at our southern border. But yet our Congress and our people don't want to call them terrorists because, hey, look, I was testifying in Congress uh, in Ohio five years ago, four years ago, with Sarah Carter from Fox News, and we got almost a unanimous um, ruling by the Congress out there to declare them terrorists. Of course, President Trump wanted to do it, but the swamp rats and the monsters in the Beltway, they they convinced them not to do it because they don't understand. They didn't take the time to learn. I watched this evolving over 10 years ago. We briefed Eric Holder in 2014 on Operation Deadly Merchant to make sure he understood as the leader of the Department of Justice this perfect storm of death and destruction that was coming to America from China. Let me ask you this. We're talking to uh, Derek uh, Maltz, uh, former director of special operations of the DEA. Uh, Trump is the president. You're back in the DEA. What do you do on day one? Well, for one, we have to go down there and put the ultimatum at the leaders in Mexico. We have to explain to them what's happening, why it's happening, and we need them to support us. If they're not going to support us, we have to tell them, what options we're going to have left, and we have to be strong. Right now, we have soft-on-crime leaders in Mexico and corruption everywhere. We have soft-on-crime leaders north of uh, the border and corruption everywhere, by the way. And our kids are dying. So we have to be aggressive. We can no longer sit back and think this is like somebody else's issue because the kid took an opioid pill. Right now, let me just say this, Rob. America is facing really tough times the kids are depressed yeah. they're in they have anxiety anxiety's on the rise they're smoking is very potent marijuana now that's screwing up their brains but here's the point they're turning to pills for help they're not even being told so you have to have an aggressive government public you know awareness campaign like you said before the psas the professional athletes the role models we have to put it on steroids we need an operation warp speed hype response like we had for COVID. Why is it acceptable? I'd fire the CDC director tomorrow if you yes. can't produce reliable stats on fentanyl deaths. Right now yeah. we have inconsistent reporting. We have everybody doing their own thing. There's no uniform reporting. The resources are lacking. But then the families were doing rallies out there, putting up billboards, nonprofits. They're getting really tired at the government lack of response. Yeah, we're going to have to do something. 
we're going to have to do something about it, and it's going to have to be very big, and it's going to have to be very destructive to those in New Mexico who are perpetrating this upon us and the people in China who are doing it as well. I appreciate your time today, Derek Maltz. Where can people find you on social media? Well, right now, Derek Maltz underscore senior at Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. I have all the different sites. Derek Maltz, just put my name in. You'll find me. And I'm putting out the facts. I'm not putting out BS. I'm not putting out embellished information. I deal with law enforcement every day in this country, and I'm here to support not only the families, but the law enforcement that are not Derek, Derek, we got to run, but I'm going to tell you, you're, you're going to be our go-to. You're going to be our man as far as uh, the fentanyl crisis in Mexico. Uh, you're going to be our guy. Is that okay? Of course, yes. Thank you All for right, having bro. me. I appreciate uh, it. I love it. D-E-R-E-K-M-A-L-T-Z. Just Google it. You'll find it. Derek, have a glorious day. God bless you, my friend. This is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, definitely Derek uh, Maltz, uh, outstanding. D-E-R-E-K, Derek, obviously Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z. If you want to uh, Google him and uh, get a hold of his uh, YouTube channel, it's fascinating. And uh, we got to fight, guys. we got to fight for our kids. Uh, real quick, a former college football player working this year as a trainer with the St. Louis Battle Hawks of the D.C. Defenders has died. Just died. Ben Siegfried, 22, died on Thursday, according to statements from the XFL. XFL owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson expressed condolences. He, uh, he played college ball at Lebanon Valley State in Pennsylvania. He's 23 years old. No cause of death yet. But there's a lot of these athletes dying uh, suddenly, right, isn't there? I mean, did this happen five years ago? Uh, minor league baseball player and one-times Met pitching prospect Matt Pobareko died of a heart attack on Friday a week ago. He was 31. He was 31 years old. Yeah. The news was first reported by the MLB Insider. Yeah, he died. He was uh, 31 years old. Oh, and this happened over the weekend. South African rapper Kosta Titch. Well, I'm a huge fan. I download his music all the time. No, I never heard of him. 27, dies after collapsing on stage in front of a crowd during a performance at the Ultra Music Festival. 27 years old. Just dies. Just dies in front of everybody. Heart just stops. I don't know. It's kind of weird, wouldn't you say? Oh, and then there's this. Uh, Catherine Harridge, who's a real reporter, uh, I, I've met her a couple times. She's awesome. She kicks butt. She works for CBS now. She was the only mainstream media player who did a report on Hunter Biden's laptop just literally like three months ago after the mainstream media buried it for three years. And guess what? Uh, she says that uh, Anthony Fauci, it's provable, it's factual, Anthony Fauci paid the Wuhan Institute millions of our tax dollars. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler spent two decades combating white-collar crime and health care fraud. During the pandemic, Cutler turned her attention to U.S. government grants that supported coronavirus-related research in China. Huh. How many records have you viewed? Uh, my collection is certainly well over 50,000 documents. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs. Ah, they double-billed us. Isn't that nice? Talk about adding insult to injury. To the National Institutes of Health and the U.S. Agency for International oh, Development, man. or USAID. So I categorized it and then drilled down from there. This included possible medical supplies, equipment, travel, and salaries. So what I found so far is uh, evidence that points to double billing potential theft of government funds. It is concerning. 
especially since it involves dangerous pathogens and risky research. Yeah, isn't that great? They create a virus in a lab that kills a million Americans and destroys our economy, and uh, we paid for it. In fact, we paid for it twice. More from Catherine Herridge. While intelligence agencies can't agree on how the pandemic that killed more than 1.1 million Americans started, mm. the FBI and now the Energy Department have found an accidental lab leak is plausible. No, 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 no. They said it happened. Not plausible, probable. It happened. Not potentially through infected animals at a nearby market. At recent congressional hearings into the origins of COVID-19, the former CDC director said money from multiple U.S. government agencies supported high-risk virus research in Wuhan. I think it did not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. That's the former CDC director, Robert Redfield. Sources told CBS News that tens of millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars could be involved, and the findings could provide new insight into the Wuhan research. Insult to injury, like watching a liberal SVB bank implode and your tax dollars bail out all those Democrat voters. Uh, and donors. Unbelievable. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. We got a lot of stuff to get to, including the worst governor in America, other than Kathy Hochul. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer was interviewed by the very... uh, Booty Kissalicious Chris Wallace. Uh, she's considering running for president, even though she, I mean, destroyed the state with her idiocy, her COVIDiocy. So we're going to get to that very shortly. Also, a majority of likely voters want Pete Buttigieg to resign as transportation secretary. So, so much for that diversity, equity, inclusion, because it doesn't mean that you are hiring uh, the right people for the job, clearly, with regard to Pete Buttigieg. Uh, not the right person for the job. So that is all uh, coming up. I, I do want to mention this again, that last week, uh, 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 last Monday, Tucker Carlson came on both guns ablazing. He was the only media representative, Fox, the only outlet that would analyze the January the 6th video. Of course, the left went bananas. Uh, the swamp came out I- against Tucker Carlson for picking up the uh, video footage left on the cutting room floor by the January 6th committee, even though they cherry-picked video video to prove their narrative that Donald Trump started it, which was disproven, by the way, in a uh, in an impeachment proceeding after he left office. Uh, So it was all a ruse. It was all a a shakedown. It was all a put on and all of that. But uh, Tucker got the video and I entrusted Tucker Carlson. I said I would love all media to have it. But Tucker, with great power comes uh, great responsibility. And he did a great job in it on Monday. And then on Tuesday, he completely forgot the story even happened. Yeah, he did. And uh, it's now a week on and hasn't touched the story since. Somebody got to him. Fox pulled the video from Tucker Carlson's show. That is more than just a rumor. Yeah, this is Jim Gasson. The coverage disappeared because Fox News feared blow back from Schumer. It's not a tumor. Tucker, we don't blame, but it's a shame. On Fox News, he is muzzled. Only Rupert Murdoch knows why they pulled the video. Tucker must be puzzled, cause Fox <laughs> is full of rhinos. Paul Ryan, and anybody. Liberals. 
Sean who said no steel. Thoughts cannot be trusted. There you go. That's where my Jim got it. Yeah, I, honestly, it'd be like if uh, Woodward and Bernstein one day said, oh, yeah, uh, there was a break-in at the Watergate Hotel the next day. Oh, you know, uh, let's talk about delightful summer salad recipes. It is, yeah. Somebody at Fox is playing you uh, majorly. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, you better release the video to the rest of the media because clearly somebody got to uh, the tuckster at Fox News. I, I don't think he would promise so much and deliver so little Somebody put the somebody put it on, uh, the hammer down on. I, that's just my opinion. You know, I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so uh, there is that. There is that. Now, uh, Donald Trump spoke in Iowa over the weekend. Uh, you're going to be able to see that speech today on Newsmax at three o'clock. And I mean, it, it's blowing up on Twitter. A lot of people want to see this. And so, uh, one of the things that he promised, and this is one of the reasons why I support his candidacy, is because I think number one with regard to the future of the country it's not going to be about promises about social security it's not going to be about promises about you know uh, whatever government program it's going to be about blowing up the deep state reinventing the federal government because it is no longer representative of the people it takes our money and it spends it on their own projects and their own friends and it says screw you to you and me uh, anybody east east palestine ohio uh, uh fentanyl uh uh, massive in amounts of fentanyl coming across the border, open southern border. Anybody? Anybody? People dying in streets by the hundreds in, in cities like Seattle from not only fentanyl, but, but even worse, drugs that cause your flesh to rot and you to lose limbs. Anybody? Anybody in the federal government giving a rat's behind about those people? So I support Donald Trump. Because he did it when he was in office. The FBI collaborated with uh, the deep state, uh, big social media, and the Democrat Party, and, uh, and the mainstream media to throw the 2020 election. They tried it in 2016. They succeeded in 2020. And he's got work to be done. And Trump voters know it. And that's why they're not going to vi- vote for the next shiny object. They're not. They're going to vote for Donald Trump. Or they're not going to vote. Or they're going to create another party. I- I'm not speaking myself. I'm just saying that's what's on the mind of Trump voters. They literally are saying if you try to force feed the RNC or Fox News tries to force feed the Republican Party another candidate, they won't vote or they'll start a new party. And that will blow up the Republican Party. I'm just saying what I'm hearing. Here is Donald Trump in Iowa over the uh, weekend, by the way, my uh, my home state. Here he is. What's happening is very simple. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. And I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire the unelected bureaucrats who have weaponized our justice system. Look at what they've done to our justice system, what they have done to our justice system. I will direct the Department of Justice to go after Marxist prosecutors' offices to make them pay for their illegal race-based enforcement of the law. Many racists are there. What's happening is very simple. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them? Now, people like Nikki Haley are not talking about any of this. 
Nikki Haley will never be the president of the United States, and she will also not be the VP. It's just not going to happen because she is a uh, rhino. She is a Mitt Romney. Uh, she is a Mitch McConnell Republican. And Donald Trump changed the party. And so if you're going to try to head down that and you're going to forget about Donald Trump, leave him in the rearview mirror of history with all the work that Trump voters know he needs to do to save the country, then the Republican Party uh, will end. It will end. Here's a little bit more from Donald Trump in, uh, in Iowa over the weekend. You can watch again today on Newsmax at 3. Going to pursue, and we studied it very closely, and I was getting ready to do it, pull the trigger. The long-term goal, but now it's a short-term goal of... Talking about blowing up the Department of Education. Breaking up the Federal Department of Education. Boom. Distributing... Boom. ...its functions to the states. Going to break it up soon. That'll be done quickly. I was ready to get it done. I was ready to get it done. Then we had a bad election. (laughs) But this is what must be done to save our country from destruction, all of these things. And you know it. Remember this one, having to do with education. Out of the top 40 countries, we're always at, like, the bottom of the list in terms of success per student. Yeah, way to go, DOE. And yet, I believe it's about three times and even sometimes four times more than the second, third, and fourth country. So we spend three to four times more on educating a pupil and yet we're at the bottom of the list. They're at the top of the list, and they spend much less money. Yeah, and by the way, in places like uh, Baltimore, 23 high schools, not a single kid at uh, reading proficiency or math proficiency in the whole damn school. And most of those kids are kids of color. Now they have no future. The DOE has presided all over all of this crap, all of this transgender nonsense in schools, all of this sexualization of our children in schools. It's side to say bye-bye. And as far as the teachers' unions are concerned, make every state, every teacher be able to say, my money does not come out of my account for this stinking union. Those are my thoughts. Let's go to Roger in Hutchison, Kansas. Hello, Roger. Welcome to the show. Hello. Well, hello, Rob. Yes, I was, you took my thunder. Hello from what? Hutchinson, Kansas. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, you mentioned earlier today housing and banking, the government taking those over. Well, banking, they want to. I can smell cryptocurrency from here if they do. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, remember, they also took over the student loan uh, loans yeah. a while back. So how'd that work out? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. now... We, you guys, I've, I, t- I stopped calling it the D.C. sewer quite a while back. I No, I take it back. I stopped calling C- D.C. swamp. I was in a swamp once in my life, and it's pretty vibrant and a lot of life there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's why it's. I go the sewer because yes. sewers are filled with human waste and debris. Yes, sir. And that's, that's much more appropriate. Amen, bro. Amen. Roger, I appreciate your call today, man. Okay. I appreciate well, your call. Have you got just a sec. Have you got sure, just go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was my two points. Then you mentioned the uh, Tucker Carlson getting stopped on the videos. Yes. Thank God on Monday he did put the, uh, the lie to the two biggest things that were pushed. One, that the police were killed. Well, the Sysnik video footage yeah, the Sysnik that video. was a lie. And then he, they pushed the shaman as the guy that was leading the melee, the insurrection, yep. waylaying police officers left and right. 
and that's video put the light. That's the two biggest, most prominent ones. Yeah, that's yeah. it. By golly, hey, hey Roger, Roger, I want to tell you something. Did you did you hear the number one download on Apple on on iTunes? Yes, did I you did. hear? Did you? I listen well, gonna, to it all the time. Good. I'm going to play it right now. I'm going to play it right oh, now. Cool. All right, because, uh, you know, Thank pop you. culture and all, you bet, you bet, you bet. Uh, by the way, uh, Oscars, third lowest ratings in history. Nobody's watching the Oscars. Uh, Miley Cyrus was number one on iTunes until this came along. And this is the ghost of the future for the Democrat Party. This is the spirit of things to come for the Democrat Party. Number one on iTunes. The J6 Prisoners and Donald Trump. to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands one nation under god Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. The fact that this is the number one download on iTunes today shows to me it spells the deep state's doom. Let's take a break and come back. It's a Rob Carson show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson show. Got a note from Eddie and says here, uh, not long ago, Newsmax got asked by direct TV, not asked a question for you Democrats. It's not ax. Didn't ax them by direct TV. Uh, axe means to hit something with an axe to get rid of it, not ask a question. Anyway, not long. That's so racist. No, it's not. It's just making fun of people who can't talk, and uh, that's just part of the popular vernacular for everyone, not just, you know, whatever. Anyway. So anyway, not long ago, Newsmax gets axed by DirecTV at the request of the Deep State. Shortly hereafter, thereafter, the Deep State complains about Tucker airing January the 6th video. Suddenly, Tucker stops reporting January the 6th. I wonder why. Is it possible Fox was hit with the same Deep State threat that was executed against Newsmax? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, you know, I don't doubt that. And, and I'm not saying that that threat happened to Newsmax. Nobody called Chris Reddy and said, you stop this, you're going up. 
DirecTV did it autonomously on the behest of Nancy Pelosi and two Democrat lawmakers. Say, and this is a part of this disinformation industrial complex funded by you with, through the DOD and other agencies, literally, to target conservative broadcasters, blogs, publications, saying that they are likely to uh, disseminate disinformation, and consequently you should not advertise it with them. Okay, that's going on. And that is what they said about Newsmax and OAN and Fox. Get them off of DirecTV, and DirecTV did it. Do you suppose? And I told you. What did I tell you? I said, uh, Fox is the last person standing, the last, the last uh, person there, the last conservative outlet. I, I think Tucker got the heavy, man. I really do. But you know what? You can only put out this burning twister board so long. And I've used the burning twister board analogy. Joe Biden is hovering precariously above a twister board, and he's got the deep state on his back. And over here, right-hand red, is uh, the Hunter Biden narrative that they, the FBI covered up. You know, they said it was disinformation. Oh, it's on fire now. Put your hand on it. Left foot. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Oh, that one's on fire now. Oh, you got to put that one out. Wasn't able to put them out. They're both burning, and now everything's on fire. And now the truth is coming about everything. Everything, the lies, the malfeasance, the nonsense, including that literally we found out from Catherine Harridge on CBS that Anthony Fauci sent tens of millions of dollars, not, not through, you know, a subsidiary, tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan lab. And they double billed us. Unbelievable. Here's a lighter story. You ready for this? Uh, Newark, New Jersey City has suspended its sister city cultural trade deal with the United States of Kalesa. Do you know why? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Newark Mayor Democrat uh, Haas Baraka announced that it, uh, the city entered into a cultural trade dealer with its sister city, the United States of Kalesa, Kalesa, whatever the hell, according to the statement, one of India's emergency independent Hindu nations. Problem is, it doesn't exist. Does not exist. So what they're going to do is they're going to uh, make Wakanda the, uh, the sister city of the United States, of the, of the Newark. It'll be Wakanda. So good luck. It'll be the sister country is Wakanda. Oh, that doesn't exist. Okay, well, anyway, they'll find something. They'll find something. Uh, Gretchen Whitner, Whitler, Hitmer, wh hold on. Oh, screw that. Whitler, no. Hitmer, no. Hitler, no. Whit, it's Whitmer. Okay, sorry about that. I get, I get confused because she was, a, you know, just a complete uh, totalitarian lockdown junkie who wrecked the uh, the state of uh, of Michigan with insane lockdowns akin to those you saw in places like uh, New Zealand. Uh, it's as uh, Whitmer issued an executive order in April of 2020 that deemed several home improvement and gardening items such as fruit and vegetable seeds non-essential. Whitmer's order gave explicit instructions with regard to the non-essential item that, they, that could not be sold. They did insane crap. They cordoned off areas of stores where you couldn't get seeds for your garden. And here she is admitting to the ever-sycophantic Chris Wallace that she might have made some mistakes, but still vote me for me for president. Hold on one second. Let's try it again. Here we go. One more time. People safe. Um, but I mean in terms of lockdown. In terms of, you know, there were moments where we, you know, had to make 
some decisions that, in retrospect, don't make a lot of sense, right? Um, oh, just let that go. Forget about all the suffering it caused. <laughs> we made some mistakes because we were stupid. We went into the hardware store. You could go in the hardware store, but we, we didn't want people, you know, all congregating around the gardening supplies. People said, oh, she's outlawed seeds. It was February in Michigan. No one was planting anyway. But... Um, that being said, you know, some of those policies I look back and think, you Unless know. all those people who have hydroponic uh, systems and greenhouses and actually grow vegetables and not just weed uh, had anything to do with it. That she's got to brush this off and attempt to run for president is ridiculous. More with Chris Wallace on the way and Pete Buttigieg. Americans want him out as transportation secretary. That's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation. It means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Michigan would have been manufacturing the world's masks and swabs and would have helped keep people safe. Um, but I mean in terms of lockdown. In terms of, you know, there were moments where we, you know, had to make some decisions that in retrospect don't make a lot of sense, right? Oh, um, yeah. If you went into the hardware store, you could go in the hardware store, but we, we didn't want people, you know, all congregating around the gardening supplies. People said, oh, she's outlawed seeds. It was February in Michigan. No one was planting any. Okay, why, why the hell would people congregate around the garden supplies then, you moron? Honestly, Gretchen Hitler, Hitmer, Lit, Wit, Witless, God, I always screw it up. Gretchen Whitmer, <clears throat> uh, just a... Uh, uh, Total a COVID dictator. That's what I call him. COVID dictator. She is right up there with uh, the idiot who was in charge of New Zealand. Uh, Brenda, or what's her name? Ahern. Jacinda Ahern. You know, I could use another word that starts with an A-H, but I won't. Um, but anyway, yeah, she uh, she went on to uh, talk to uh, Chris Wallace, who's another Fox News, uh, well, former Fox News uh, leftist, you know, kissing her booty. Here he is talking about, uh, oh, you know, uh, Florida managed to do none of the nonsense that Gretchen Hitler, Hitmer, Whitler, uh, did in, uh, in Michigan. And she, uh, she didn't, uh, well, she tried to make up an excuse for it. Here we go. Let's find it real quick here. <clears throat> this is Gretchen Hitler, Mitt Whitmer, uh, talking about that. Michigan was one of the last states to lift a cap on public gatherings in June of 2021. By comparison, Florida lifted its cap in September of 2020. But the death rate for Florida from June of 20 to June of 21 was 39.6 per 100,000. The death rate for Michigan was 97.3 per 100,000, so more than double. Huh. Why did Florida do so much better without the cap than Michigan did with the cap? I've seen a lot of reports about some of the numbers that you've just cited from Florida and perhaps the, the lack of confidence in the, actu you know, in the um, accuracy of them. I don't know. I'm not going to weigh in on their policy. Oh, so she just doubts the studies that prove that her policies screwed, uh, really screwed people over and probably caused the deaths of a lot of people while her husband was taking care of their vacation cottage. Think I forgot about that? No, I didn't forget about that. There will have to be uh, hell to pay with regard to uh, what happened with COVID and all of that we went through. And you've got to not forget it. You've got to not forget what you've been through. I live with it every day. I've got two kids at home right now, a 23-year-old man who got out of college who missed the last two years of his college. 
you know, lost all of his uh, social interactions, had to live with a stupid mask on, was forced to get a vaccine to attend that college. My daughter missed the second half of her freshman year in high school and almost her entire sophomore year, a good share of her junior, and she had to wear a mask for over a year, a stupid, stupid mask. And uh, don't even, you know, I know that there are people listening right now who lost their businesses because of the, the lockdowns. You lost your business. You shut your doors on your restaurant. I, my, my, my home is surrounded by restaurants. It's a barbecue joint just up the street. A black entrepreneur used to stop by all the time and say, hi, how's things going? How's things going? Blown out of the water, completely killed by COVID. He was a food truck operator, decided to do a, he'd do a mortar, uh, brick and mortar store, and it was going gangbusters, and boom. Gone. His dreams, gone. We cannot forget this. <laughs> we cannot forget this. Oh, and then there's this. This is Josh Sterling. He is an in- insurance analyst, and he's uh, he's got some interesting statistics on uh, vaccines and boosters and what it does around the country with regard to the number of people who survive. And this is what he actually uh, he actually had to say about it. If the vaccine was helpful at reducing all-cause mortality, you would see that the more doses a region in a state state of Vermont or Maine or, or Hawaii or you know Connecticut or something someplace that's pretty highly vaccinated you would see lower levels of mortality yeah, you year think, over year yeah, because yeah. people got more vaccines than in other places sure, yeah, which you didn't bet. do as much you for bet. whatever reason yeah. um, and you would see a, an improvement and you would see a line that slopes down to the right instead when we did that analysis and we cut it a number of different ways we did it by different type of city and region and and we did it by uh, age group as well so right. so we did some thoughtful to make sure there wasn't a bias in it sure sure, but sure. no matter which way you do it what you end up seeing is, is the chart goes the line that you create a regression line goes up into the right which is to simply to say that the more doses on average you have in a region within the united states yeah. the bigger increase in mortality that region has had i'm sorry I think I need to hear that again. Line that you create, a regression line, goes up into the right, which is to simply to say that the more doses on average you have in a region within the United States, the bigger increase in mortality that region has had huh. in 2022 when compared to 2021. Huh. And so that is an aggregate statistical tool that largely, I mean, it exactly confirms the conclusion out of the UK data. It's a different way of doing it. It's a totally different data set, but ultimately it leads to a very similar mathematical conclusion which is a really unfortunate one because, you know, obviously hundreds of millions of us have, 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 you know, either personally or our friends and family and all society have to now deal with these consequences of what are the long-term health consequences relating to these, you know, and I'm, I'm obviously hopeful that we can, as a society, start to focus on Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then let's not forget all the 300% increase in the number of cutting incidences and uh, uh, suicide attempts and suicidal thoughts on American teenagers. But Joe Biden had a solution for it. The Democrats had a solution for it. If, if you are unhappy with being uh, uh, told that you could die at any moment without wearing a mask and getting a vaccine, not being able to see any of your friends, having to live in your bedroom with a computer monitor for uh, three years in some cases. Uh, Joe Biden says, don't worry about it. Everything's cool. All you have to do is become the opposite gender, which isn't possible. It's not. I don't know why so many people have been afraid to say that, but it's not. All you're going to be, if you decide you're going to be the other gender, and I don't care if you're over 18 and you want to do it, I, I, want, I wish you the best. But when you do this to children, this is an act that will have to result in some sort of massive trial of 
politicians, uh, endocrinologists, psychologists, uh, teachers, uh, anybody, surgeons, anything has been down with this, transitioning children to the opposite gender in their adolescence, they're going to have to pay for this. But Joe Biden is still down with it. He wants to federalize children changing gender. And your kids is a really harder day thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. You can't. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are... They have mental illness, a good share of them, and the rest of them are just following a teenage trend. I mean, it, it just, to me, is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. I got to tell you, I, I don't even know. I never imagined that we could sink this low, to be quite honest. If your kid says they want to change gender, go online and find the most explicit photos you can of uh, surgeries and uh, the scars left by gender transition surgery. Show them. Uh, I have retweeted them, and uh, and they are... Uh, 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 you have to click on the link to, to see them, but it's horrific. It, it's horrific. They skin your arm to make a phallus that doesn't work. It's it's ungodly. It's ungodly. They sterilize children. They there are literally. There's, I saw a, a thing the other day of the uh, parents started transitioning their kid at three. Those parents need to have the children taken away. That's it. Because if you if you fall for this, if you're down with this, if you fall for this mania, this it's mania. You, you better back up. You better back up and realize what's precious to you in your life, and that's your children, what you're doing to them. But they'll kill themselves. I hate to tell you this. After they transition, the chances they'll kill themselves go up exponentially. Unbelievable. Honestly, there's just, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, um, this is kind of uh, interesting here. I, I want to been what I want to play this now. Um, you know, the, uh, the uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. They were very down with uh, DEI, diver diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, they, to the tune that they were, didn't even have a, a crisis manager in charge of the bank for a year. So uh, while the bank was, all, showed all the signs it was going to collapse, they were completely down with diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, Bill Maher had James McWhorter on his show, Bill Maher's show, to talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. Here is what he had to say about this movement and how damaging it is. You think it means, oh, equal rights for everybody, and, and black people and white people are even. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's about equity of outcome, which is communism. That's what it is. But it's a euphemism. They're, they're trying to slip in without letting you know that it's going to be equality, accomplished in a way that you probably wouldn't like. It's like if you say to somebody, well, before I let you go, and you say that to them, and they yeah. say that they want to be like a, really, you just want to get rid of Or if you talk about diversity, well, imagine talking to Franklin D. Roosevelt about diversity. When we say diversity, what we mean is changing standards for various reasons for black and Latino and sure. sometimes Native American people. That's what diversity sure. means. You just don't want to say it. Equity means that you force 
equality and you kind of weasel your way through it and so it's like you take the word equality and you kind of knock the al out of it it's like bam bam it's yeah. like bam bam and you knock it out and you've got equity and the people who do this so, think that that's the right thing because they are on the side of the angels and right. they have to have this fake <laughs> equality and what it mean it, what it means is this this dei it's not an accident that dei is the first three letters of of deity these oh, people think of themselves as gods. <laughs> None of this kind of is an accident. Oh, it's kind of interesting because uh, uh, this the other day there was an Oklahoma uh, representative in session saying this of DEI. Regina Goodwin is her name, by the way. That's uh, very uh, disturbing, to say the least, when we have, again, a state superintendent who does not want to have anything to do with diversity, equity, inclusion. DEI is in deity. Diversity, equity, inclusion is God. That's what she said. DEI, first three letters of deity. Equity, inclusion. DEI is in deity. Diversity, equity, inclusion is God. Wow, wow. Thank wow. you for your bait. Yeah, here's a little more from James McWhorter on the Bill Marshall. But if you force it to that extent that you say that next week everything has to be equal, yeah. what it comes down to is, is this. You end up with Supreme Court justices who can't define what a woman is. Yeah, on the Supreme Court. Yeah. What that does to, for example, black people is that you go through an entire life knowing that nothing that you've been asked to do. Listen to this. This is important. Nothing that you've been granted can be completely separated from the fact that somebody wasn't thinking about the fact that you were a pretty color wow. and it would make them look good to bring you in. Wow. You spend your whole life that way? Yes, that does include me. That is something that we have to think about with these sorts of policies where you force it really quickly and you drag people in to be what... You and by the way, it also casts a pall on those who are hired under the auspices of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It makes, and it's terrible for people who are uh, marginalized people because it makes look, them look like their qualifications are immediately doubted because of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It used to be called, what happened to the term token black? Remember we used to say that? Yeah. Now it's called diversity and equity. It won't, it won't do. So yes, but you can't do it too much too fast or you're dehumanizing everybody but white, white people. There you go. There you go. That's, uh, that's the truth. And one more uh, comment from Bill Maher about word burning. That's very popular with the left now. And the dictionary every year puts out a, a, an edition with these are new words. But there are, there are new words because people just organically started using new words. It's not like the dictionary says, here's a bunch of words we're commanding you to use now. <laughs> and I think what Packer was saying is that's what's going on now. There's an uh -huh. order that comes from a small group of people. We yes. don't know who they are. We can't ask. Yes. It comes on from high. Yep. And they're saying, you need to say Latinx now. Mm -hmm. And you need to say, you know, a per person experiencing homelessness. And I feel like this is why woke becomes a joke, because you'd rather rename it than solve it. Thank you very much. And that's what it's all about. We'll take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. While we're uh, bailing out uh, Silicon Valley Bank, we had the first and second, no, the second and third biggest bank collapses in the country over the weekend. Uh, this, the third one, um, uh, Barney Frank, actually on the board of directors, and he penned Dodd-Frank, which provided a half a trillion dollars of our money to fix the banking system. And it took 15 years for it to collapse again. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, more than 3 million Americans making over 150000 still renting rather than buying a home because of soaring prices, inflation, and mortgage rates. 8 million Americans are earning more than 100000 a year living paycheck to paycheck. There you go. There's that. Uh, 60 million Americans now living in multi-generational households as spiraling living costs force retirees, adult children, and grandkids to move in under one roof. I'm living that right now. And I don't mind, actually. I'm helping my son out because he graduated from college. He's uh, putting some money away. And I said, come on home, man. Come on home. Love to have you for a while. Uh, looks like a majority of motor voters want uh, Pete Buttigieg to resign as transportation secretary. New poll from Rasmussen found a majority of likely voters want Pete Buttigieg to resign from his position as transportation secretary, mostly because he's doing a really sucky job. You see, this is what happens when you put diversity, equity, inclusion in front of, like, I don't know, skills. Uh, Pete Buttigieg has no skills at all as a transportation secretary. They needed somebody involved in, I don't know, transportation. How about that? How about somebody in charge of a railroad company? How about somebody in charge of a shipping company? How about somebody like that? It's one of the reasons why Donald Trump was so successful. He is, was the nation's chief executive because he's been a chief executive quite successfully. He used bankruptcy. Oh, yeah, he used bankruptcy. Hell, yeah. When you, if you can use bankruptcy as a tool for your business, th- th- as long as the laws are there, use it. So the way I do business, no, 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 I'm not crazy about it. I mean, he's also a hell of a businessman. Took a million dollars loan from his father, parlayed it into buildings around the world with his name on it. So uh, this is what you get with diversity, equity, inclusion. You get people like Pete Buttigieg and Katanji Brown-Jackson, who made it on the Supreme Court, even though she didn't know what a woman is. And Kamala Harris is the vice president, even though, dear God in heaven, uh, you know. And, and uh, oh, and let's not forget uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre as the press secretary. Not a terribly bright bulb there. We'll wrap things up with this today. <laughs> Jim. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Boom, boom. Pete Buttigieg has shown that he is unfit to lead the Department of Transportation and must resign immediately. We want you to resign. <laughs> Are you going to do it? Reminds me of the 80s. <laughs> Mayor Pete, it's high time. You really ought to do it. Yes, Jim Z, there were people alive then. When you are needed, Pete. You're always on vacation. I was there. I saw it. It's time to beat it, Pete. We need your resignation. Time to get out of town. Okay, all right. Mayor Pete. Time to step down. You are a clown. Qualified man, and there's no way you should go on. <laughs> Skills you may done, and it's time for you to be gone. <laughs> Worst transportation secretary we've ever seen. You didn't. That is, of course, Jim Gossett. Go to uh, Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Jim Gossett Comedy. Help him out if you can. Truth about East Palestine train disaster. Five weeks on, cleanup efforts bring new troubles as residents are ill with sore throats, rashes, and nosebleeds. The air is thick with the stench of chemicals and toxins are leaching into water and soil, and Joe Biden has already forgotten and has never offered any assistance. I'll have all of this on the show tomorrow. we got to take a break and come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
Uh, Trump's Iowa speech from the weekend live on Newsmax in just a few minutes at the top of the hour. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com for listings or watch it live on your phone or at NewsmaxTV.com. God bless you guys. Hang in there. We're winning, and I will see you tomorrow.